0: It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. God has many promises in the Bible. Some were specific to people. Others were promises that he made to everyone through his son, Jesus Christ. In today's message, Pastor J.D. will be sharing about the importance that Israel will play in the last days. God has promised to protect the nation of Israel because they are His chosen people. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on March 5th, 2023.
1: The prosperity of this deception and peace will be the catalyst of for the destruction. This peace plan is not about peace with Israel. It's about the destruction of Israel. You know, many years ago, Yasser Arafat, remember him? We want peace. No you don't. He would say that when he was in the US, but then he would go back to Ramallah, and in Arabic say, peace for us means the destruction of Israel. And he would say it just like that too, with all the annunciation, actually said that in Arabic. Now it's important to understand that this is Islam and it started with Muhammad and then Saladin after him. You make peace with your enemy, then you destroy your enemy. This is their playbook. This is what they're doing. <laughs> you, you, you think they want to live side by side in peace and security with the Jews? No, they want to kill the Jews. That was really uh, harsh the way I just said that, but it's true. It's true. They hate the Jews. They want to kill the Jews. They want to destroy the Jews. Well, how are they going to do it? Hey, come on. We make peace deal. Have I got a deal for you? (laughs) We make peace with you. Yeah, okay, peace, peace. There's no peace. And by peace, many will be destroyed. This destroying of Israel by peace comes vis-a-vis Israel relinquishing any and all claims as seen here in section 21 on page 38 of this peace to prosperity plan. It's under the heading of end of claims, end of conflict. I have to say that this is written in a very insidious way, so as to imply that Israel must comply with the agreement and end their claims in order to end the conflict. In other words, Israel, you want peace? You want an end to the conflict? Yes. Well, then you need to end your claims, your legitimate claims to the land, and namely Jerusalem. This is wrong on every level, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that it's their land, given to Israel by God himself. And that's an Arab telling you that, by the way, just so you know. It does not belong to the Arabs. The reason I say so-called Palestinians is because there's no such thing as a, a Palestinian. The Palestinian name comes literally transliterated from Philistine. Well, the Philistines are gone. They've been extinct. David actually eliminated all of the Philistines. So where did we get the name Palestine and uh, Philistine and Palestinian? Well, when Jerusalem was destroyed, as Jesus prophesied, Rome named it after the archenemy of Israel, who was the archenemy of Israel, the Philistines. So actually they started off with Syria el Capitolina, which doesn't fit on a card very well, so they shortened it to just Philistia. Philistia translated Palestine. Not because of the Palestinians, but because of the enemy of the Israelites. The land belongs to Israel. I just want to say this parenthetically, I don't want to get uh, too far into it because my blood pressure will go up, but I do take issue with anyone who will, even in some of your Bibles, don't look right now, but they'll, they'll say, you know, map of Palestine when Jesus was here. Excuse me? Excuse me. It wasn't Palestine. It was Israel. Bible commentators, yeah, back in Palestine, stop calling it that. Well yeah, but it was named that for 2,000 years. I know, but it's Israel. It is the land belonging to Israel. Any claim is illegitimate from anyone other than the Jew. God gave it to them. Yeah, but pastor, uh, it, it's Abraham that God made the covenant with? Yes He did. That's in Genesis. In fact you have the real estate transaction of this property and where the property lines are of the promised land that God gave to Israel. But I want to start with Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 4. And I think you'll see why here in a moment. Now we're told that the Lord said to him, speaking of Moses, this is the land of which I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, saying, I will give it to your descendants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I have caused you, Moses, to see it with your eyes but you shall not cross over there and we know why from the account Joshua 21:43 so the lord gave to israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their fathers and they took possession of it and dwelt in it it gets better isaiah 14:1 for the lord will have mercy on Jacob. Stop right there. You know who Jacob was? Uh, This is the Jacob that wrestled with the Lord all night, and God broke him, and changed his name from Ya'chob, Jacob, to Israel. So I'm going to have mercy on Jacob slash Israel, and will still choose Israel. And settle them in their own land. Now this is interesting. The strangers will be joined with them. I think he's talking about my people. And they will cling to the house of Jacob. They can cling, and they are, but it's not their land. It's the land that was given to Israel. Jeremiah 30, verse 3. For behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will bring back from captivity my people, Israel and Judah. That's even more specific, southern Judah, Jerusalem, says the Lord. And I will cause them to return to the land that I gave to their fathers, and they shall possess it. Ezekiel 37, verse 12. We know this as the dead bones prophecy, and Ezekiel is just baffled. (laughs) How can these dead bones come to life? And I know this is a loose paraphrase, but it's like God's like, watch me now. Watch me now. Therefore prophesy and say to them, thus says the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. It belongs to Israel. Only question, why is this delineation and distinction of such paramount importance, because if you stop at Genesis with Abraham only, then one can deceptively lay claim to the land under the banner of it belonging to all the descendants of Abraham. Enter the Abraham Accords peace agreement. This was part of the aforementioned first shoe drop in September of 2020, along with the Peace to Prosperity Plan in January of 2020. Here's a couple of quotes, they're very telling, from page one, quote, determined to ensure lasting peace, stability, security, and prosperity. Oh my goodness, what do they They, I, they have to know <laughs> peace, security, prosperity, stability for both their states and to develop and enhance their dynamic and innovative economies. Aw. Still quoting? And watch, I want you to watch this recognizing that the Arab and Jewish peoples are descendants of a common ancestor, Abraham. That's true. And inspired in that spirit to foster in the Middle East a reality in which Muslims, Jews, Christians, and peoples of all faiths, denominations, beliefs, And nationalities live in and are committed to a spirit of coexistence, mutual understanding, and mutual respect. Here's a quote from page two under paragraph four titled, (laughs) Of Course, Peace and Stability. The parties shall attach profound importance to mutual understanding, cooperation, and coordination between them in the spheres of peace and stability. I'm not looking up for that other shoe to drop. I'm looking up for Jesus to come and get us out of here. Because this is exactly what we're told would be happening when he comes to catch us up. And by the way, they, 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 not we, it's sudden destruction when they, page two, peace and security. Sudden destruction is going to come upon them. Pictured here is a publication from Arabian Business, this last Wednesday, actually, <laughs> about the most interesting timing of the opening of the Abrahamic family house. Five days ago, this is Sunday, Wednesday, they opened it, grand opening, for Christian, Jewish, and Muslim worshipers. What's wrong with that? Everything! Everything! No! No! A quick quote from the Post. I probably shouldn't, but why not? The Abrahamic... I'm sorry about the added (laughs) emphasis. I have to, or else I'll, I'll yell and scream and cry, and that wouldn't be good. So, the Abrahamic family house, a unified complex... Located in Saadiyat Island, Abu Dhabi, featuring a mosque, a church, and a synagogue was inaugurated on February 16th. The Abrahamic family house is now officially open to the public starting Wednesday, March 1st, last Wednesday. The complex will act as a cultural and architectural beacon of peaceful, human coexistence that represents each of the Abrahamic faiths, according to a statement by the Abu Dhabi media office. That's why it is, by the way, and please don't be ignorant. I'm just quoting the Apostle Paul. Don't get mad at me. Don't be ignorant. Okay? Don't let them, they, do that. Oh yeah, we're all children of Father Abraham. Yeah. So we want to live together, coexist in peace and security. What's your problem? My problem is is that God gave that land to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob's descendants. Yeah. Now you, not my people, let my people go back to <laughs> where they came from. This is not their land. <laughs> ah. Again, emphasis added. I. You know, Arabs are very passionate people. That's my story, and I'm sticking with it. I remember as a kid growing up, my, my mom and dad spoke Arabic in the home. And my goodness, I always thought, this is before I learned the language, which I did later on. But uh, I, I always thought, man, mo- mom and dad are like yelling at each other, so angry with each other all the time. So I asked my mom about it one time. I said, Mom, why are you and dad always, you know, angry with each other? She says, Oh, no, Habibi, we, this is how we talk. You know, Arabic's a really rough language, yeah? I'm going to give you the word for welcome or greetings in Arabic. You ready for it? Wait for it. <laughs> oh, you got to get that. You got to clear your throat and spit on that person and then, What you call me? I just said, welcome. <laughs> you know, my dad was a, a French teacher, I and mean, we need a little bit of levity right now. Is that okay? My dad was uh, he taught foreign languages, high school. He knew six languages, by the way. He taught French uh, of particular interest, because isn't it true that whenever you are with somebody, and they're using very colorful language, and they find out you're a Christian, and they'll always say, excuse my French, to which I always say, I'm sorry, that's not French. I just want you to know that is not French. But I'll tell you something about French. What a... Oh, it's such a smooth language. Vous voulez-vous uh, a revoir, you know? <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, thank you. I just cursed you to your face. <laughs> I can bless you in Arabic. You think it's a curse. I can curse you in French. You think it's a blessing. Anyway, I'm trying to argue my, my case here for being so... <laughs> Don't let them do that. Don't let them get away with that. Because see, they're going to stop at Abraham because that's the only way they can get anywhere close to anything that resembles a legitimate claim to the land that God gave to Jacob slash Israel. And it's Isaac, not Ishmael. See, they try to go back to Ishmael. And there's even a a passage that says, hey, you know, Haggad, I'm going to bless you and your descendants. That's Ishmael. You remember the whole Ishmael thing, right? And then you've got Isaac, and then They have twin boys in the womb, Esau and Jacob. And you know what the name, because the name is the nature, you know what the name Jacob means? It means heel snatcher, conniver. And God, when He changed His name, you will no longer be a heel snatcher. Uh, Now your name will be Israel, which means governed by God. I like that. I'll take it. I never liked my name to begin with, which is why I changed my name from Wahid to JD. (laughs) Okay, enough of my problems. So this shoe dropped in 2020. January 2020, and then September 2020. And now it's just a matter of time before the other shoe drops. Well, this brings us to the third specific prophecy that was set in motion in 2020. This was at the end of 2020, and it's actually been referred to as the final solution, quote-unquote. So let's go ahead and end the live stream now before it's too late. So you know where I'm going, right, with this. And by the way, it was one Bill Gates who said, quote, of the vaccine, so-called, it will be the final solution. This, in 2020, was known as Operation Warp Speed. That was part of the first shoe to drop, also in 2020. PDF file from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and (laughs) the U.S. Department of Defense? Hmm. Titled, Explaining Operation Warp Speed. Here's a quick quote. Operation Warp Speed aims to begin delivery of 300 million doses of a safe, effective vaccine for COVID-19 by January 2021. So, this shoe dropped at the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021. Now, fast forward in warp speed, pun intended, to the beginning of 2023. This supposed safe an effective vaccine so-called, has been injected into what some believe to be several billion with a B people all over the world. And it's for this reason that the other shoe will absolutely drop at any time now, such that It will go from a needle in and on the arm to a mark in and on the forehand or forehead. We've gone in depth into this over the last three years, the technology that's already in place. It's actually been in place for many, many years, and it's evidenced by this video that was posted nine years ago now, On the TED Talks YouTube channel. It's titled Mark Kendall Demo A Needle Free Vaccine Patch That's Safer and Way Cheaper.
0: We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor JD. You've been listening to the latest prophecy update that Pastor JD has been sharing. And as always, it's fascinating to hear and learn about how the things going on in the world relate to things predicted in the Bible. If you're ever interested in finding out more about this ministry, head over to jdfarag.org. That's j-d-f-a-r-a-g dot org to learn more. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to come check out our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor JD. There's a Calvary link at the bottom of our webpage, so look for it at jdfarag.org. That link will give you more info on service times, directions, and more. Also on our website, you'll notice a tab at the top that says ABCs. This is a helpful tool if you're in need of understanding a more in-depth view of what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus. If you or any friends or family need some clarification, this should help clear some things up for you. Again, that website is jdfarag.org. Next time, you'll get to hear some more interesting things about current affairs and how they relate to what the Bible says to be true. The prophecies in the Bible were not just mentioned casually— Every prophecy written in the Bible will come to pass, so there's much to understand about what's to come. We look forward to that time with you and hope you'll join us then. Until then, may you be looking for wisdom from God in spirit and truth.